Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. This season is all about intentional comfort, and we'll be taking a look at the crossroads of the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to bring more comfort and joy to your everyday. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 321 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week's show is a solo cast where I'm going to share some tips on how you can tap into mindfulness and peacefulness and joy in a moment's notice. Because I know that as we are in this kind of strange transitionary time right now in what my friend Tammy Hackbarth would call the junior year of COVID, you know, I think things are changing and we realize that while we have been in isolation perhaps, or we have been isolating ourselves or been told that, you know, we need to stay away from other people this summer, even though we're in the midst of a surge, offers that opportunity for many of us to try on new things that maybe we haven't done for a couple years because many of us are vaccinated. This particular variant we've been told is less dangerous to us than the past ones have been. Many of us are trying on things again that we haven't been able to do or have chosen not to do for a couple years. For me, in the last month or so, this looked like I went to a, a series of concerts. Yes, my friends, with New Kids on the Block, Rick Astley, Salt and Peppa, and En Vogue. I saw three shows all indoors and I was masked the whole time. But that was a new experience for me. How do I go and feel comfortable? you know, in these situations. And it is helpful to have a sense of mindfulness about it. Also, if you want to see footage of some of those shows, I will put the link to my YouTube channel for you to go get Rickrolled if you need that in your life. Just look in the show notes. Also in the last week, I was back up at Kenlin Camp, which is, of course, one of my heart's second homes. Uh, If you go back to listen to episode 320, I shared some of those places that are especially special to me. And Kenlin is one of them. And I've had the absolute pleasure of being a camper, a counselor, a director, and now what they call a camp mom, which is somebody who just offers to help support the camp, the counselors of the campers in some way during the summer. And it's really lovely that they have this invitation to some of the parents to come back. And I just love that they do this. It really helps build an ongoing community around a camp, which I just love so much. So I had the pleasure of going up and talking to them a little bit about mindfulness. And I want to share with you some of these ideas and thoughts that I spoke about last week with them, because really, I think the difficult thing for many of us is how do we tap into mindfulness in a moment? How do we, when we feel like we're being, we feel triggered, we're overwhelmed, we feel uncomfortable, whatever that moment or that that kind of energy or feeling is for you, it's helpful to have something that you know you can tap into and go to quickly so that you don't continue the emotional response of being triggered, which has been immensely helpful. I will also say that while this is not really a part of this discussion, if you have not looked at the work of Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back. That's one of her books. She's written several books. I will also link up to those in the show notes here. There's a lot that she has to say about learning to work with your emotions, etc. that I think is really helpful and it can lead to more joy in your life and better mental health. I think the thing to first set up here is kind of what is the landscape of what we're looking at, both if you were a counselor at a camp for the summer, but also what are we all looking at as humans navigating this new space and this kind of third summer of COVID? What does this look like? Then I'll get into five things that you can do to help with mindfulness in any given moment if you feel triggered. 
And then I'll list, then I will just do a quick wrap up and I'll list out a couple of resources for you if you're looking for more ways to do this. I think that the first thing is what's the landscape? Right now, as my friend Tammy Hackbarth likes to say, we are in what is the junior year of COVID, right? Like we kind of know the landscape of what we're dealing with. Thank goodness, even though we're in the midst of a surge here in the United States, from everything that we hear, this version of Omicron 4 and 5 seems to be less dangerous to the general population. The footnote of we see more people catching this, but also more people recovering from this and fewer people in the hospital with it. While it is still a disease that we are living with and learning to navigate with, It is something that is less of a day-to-day threat probably to many of us. And I think that's helpful, but it also means that for the first time in a couple years, we are out encountering situations that might have been pretty normal in the past, like going to a concert or leading summer camp, but may not feel that comfortable to us now after we have been told for a couple years that we need to stay away from other people you know, we can't travel, we can't do these things that seemed just second nature. And so I think it does layer in even at like a biological mind level, like, hey, whoa, this could be a little bit dangerous. And so I think just honoring that for each of ourselves, if we feel some hesitation, if we feel nervous, if we feel overwhelmed at some of these things, I mean, one, it's normal. We've been told this wasn't going to be safe for a couple of years and we actively avoided other people. But also giving yourself the permission to step aside and just honor that you're doing something that is a little bit different than what you've been doing for maybe a couple of years. Because I don't want to put the silver lining on this for us. Like that, if you've been listening for a while, you know that that's not, I'm not looking for positive vibes only, and I'm not looking to jump to whatever is positive about the situation. But I think if we get into this idea of mindfulness and how we go about becoming more mindful people, each time that we feel one of these negative emotions or these scary or fear-based emotions come up in our bodies, it is an invitation to think about what is the next step that I want to do. So while this isn't ideal, I would say that lots of times these little moments that seem really uncomfortable, like overwhelming, or you're not sure what to do next, or you've just had enough of being around a crowd. Those are all invitations for you to go inward and see what is it that I want to do next here? And how can I support myself in feeling good about what I'm doing? And how can I make this feel a little bit better or easier? It's trusting that intuition and giving yourself the space to maybe calm a little before you take the next step. And again, this doesn't have to just be about feeling weird about COVID situations. This could be about interacting with other people. Anytime you meet a difficult person that you're not really sure how to handle, if you have a difficult or toxic boss, all of this plays into that. It's, but the COVID situation has also offered us a very unique and unusual, maybe, way of looking at how do we look at mindfulness in a moment-to-moment situation. So those five things that you can tap into in a moment's notice to get through these more difficult times. So the first one is actually just noticing that you feel stressed. What's the emotion? If you feel it come up in your body, that'd be the somatic response. You feel anxious, you feel overwhelmed, you feel nervous, you feel upset, You know, mindfulness would be to stop and notice what it is that you are feeling in this present moment. And while that seems obvious or maybe easy, just giving yourself that brief moment to notice that you have the feeling and not act on it. That's the key here. Just notice the feeling is the first step to then tapping into other tools that you have right now available to you. 
Because the truth is, when you notice that you're overwhelmed or anxious or whatever, you also, I want to tell you here, that you do have support. Now, in at camp, of course, people have a built-in community of other counselors that they can go to. I would imagine that you have a similar kind of support system in your life. You have a friend, you have family, you have a partner or spouse that you can say, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I just need a moment. And I would encourage you in this first thing of noticing if you feel a little bit overwhelmed or triggered noticing it and then reaching out to someone just to say what you're feeling, just as an observation. The second thing that you can do and that you have available to you right now is is that you breathe. (laughs) Once you've noticed that uncomfortable feeling arise, just taking a deep breath to ground yourself and center yourself can be really clarifying and helpful. And One of the books that I've been actually listening to on Audible this summer is Peace is Every Step by Thich Nhat Hanh. And of course, he is a monk. And one of the things that he talks about in this book that I just love, and I will admit at first sounded a little bit corny, was that whenever he feels that triggering emotion, he will take a deep breath in, he will exhale, and as he exhales, he smiles. And maybe you can hear that I'm smiling right now. But at first when I heard this, it seemed so simple and so strange, like so simple and maybe a little bit too simple. (laughs) And I was like, no way, I'm not trying that. But then as I was listening, he led us through it in the book. And I tried it while I was driving my car. Of course, I did not shut my eyes. And it really did have a calming and centering effect for me. One of the things that he mentions in this book is that when you just smile, it also sets off a series of events that supports health. You know, you're engaging other muscles, you're releasing some serotonin and other hormones that help support happiness. And so really just the act of smiling can make it that you're turning around a thought or a moment. So that that is one thing for you to try. You just deep breath in, exhale, and smile. The third thing that you have available to you in any moment is the idea of just stepping into nature. And given this is a little bit easier when you are at a camp, because you're literally in the woods. But as we heard, and you can listen back to the interview with Emma Lowy, where she was talking about her book, Return to Nature, Everybody, even if you're living in a city, you have access to noticing bits of nature. And in her book, she talks about, I think it's seven or eight different kinds of landscapes that help support humans and some of the science behind how and why these do support people. Knowing that at any given moment, you could look out your window and notice trees and just look at the trees for a moment before sending the next email. Or maybe you could notice a bird out in a tree or the sky and reflect on how blue it is. All of these things, these tools are bringing you back into the present moment instead of focusing on ruminating thoughts. And I think they are extremely helpful. They could also go in addition to Thich Nhat Hanh's deep breath and smile practice where you could take a deep breath exhale and smile and look out at the deep blue sky and bring yourself back to yourself. Let go of the strong emotion that you might be feeling. And the mindfulness side of this is where am I in this moment? Maybe it is asking yourself, what are five things that I noticed that I just, that I could delight in right this second? Are there five flowers? Are there five acorns? Are there five leaves? 
that helps slow things down and takes the urgency out of so much that we feel in our days. And that's kind of a beautiful practice to partner with the breathing and smiling. Of course, if you can excuse yourself from a situation and even take a meditative walk outside, even if you're in a downtown area and just notice the breeze on your face, feel the pavement beneath your feet, all of these things can bring you back to your body and also back to what is really important to you. It gives you time to observe things that are not whatever the unpleasant or uncomfortable thing was. The fourth thing is a meditation. Now, a very simple meditation could be literally breathing in and exhaling and smiling. That is a very tiny, simple meditation. Meditation, of course, is one of those things where it's really, some people totally delight in it. And I know many people who kind of have a hesitancy around meditation because for many of us, myself included, it can be very difficult to just sit in silence. So Another easy way if you are looking for kind of a quick thing to do is most of us have a cell phone with us. And I love the app Insight Timer. Sarah Blondin has some really lovely meditations, usually between about five and 15 minutes that you could just, you know, excuse yourself from a situation (laughs) and take a moment just to do a, a guided meditation. And that's helpful because lots of times if you have that busy mind and you get that chattery feeling in your head, Lots of times it's helpful to have someone guide you through a visualization or a meditation. I also have several on Insight Timer. I will link up to those. And if you're not a fan of Insight Timer, you could also visit Calm or Headspace. There's a lot of great meditation apps. But that's something that you have at your disposal and that you could do in a given moment. Number five is probably really just growing on the idea of meditation, that it is to engage with a labyrinth. Now, of course, you could do this in a couple of different ways. A labyrinth is a walking meditation where you would set an intention or maybe think on a favorite verse, a quote or a Bible verse or something that inspires you and just walk, silently walk a labyrinth, get to the center and then walk back out. That's the real basic way. (laughs) That's the most basic explanation. Now, you could do that physically with your own feet if you are able, or there are handheld labyrinths. So you could keep one of those with you, and either with your finger or a stylus, just trace the route of the labyrinth, play yourself some peaceful music, trace the route, trace back out, and that is another way to experience the labyrinth if you cannot physically get to one. There are also printouts of classical and medieval labyrinths, I will actually link up to a couple of those if you want to give it a try. And I say this kind of in excitement because I am now a certified labyrinth facilitator through Veritas, which is the nonprofit that has been overseeing what they are calling the modern labyrinth movement in the United States. I will list out some extra resources, including the World Labyrinth Locator in the show notes here. So if you want to find a place where you can physically experience the labyrinth, that's great. I'll also put a link to a a downloadable labyrinth that you could trace if you wanted to do it that way, and a couple of Etsy shops that sell some portable labyrinths that you could just keep in your purse or backpack. And so those are the five ways that I think when we're feeling that anxious feeling or we're feeling a little off-center or like we need a break in our day. These are five pretty easy ways that we could slow down and step back into the present moment so we can kind of reassess and get get back in sync with who we are before we react to something. 
And also maybe just make it a little bit easier in our day-to-day lives to go about in a time that can feel a little bit challenging since we're in a big transition right now. Now, I will say that I think this is also, of course, jumpstart your joy. I always am one of those people that sees the glass half full. And so I feel like this time is also, like I said earlier, like this kind of an invitation because we get to decide who we are next. We get to decide how we act next. We get to decide what version of ourself we take into the senior year <laughs> eventually of COVID and beyond. And so I think if this can be a really lovely way to start to acknowledge some of the feelings that you have. And if you want to make a change of how you're reacting to situations This is a great time with lots of potential moments to experiment with. And so maybe give a few of these a try, right? If you sense that in a hard moment you're feeling stressed out, the breathe in, exhale, and smile is a really great way just to remind yourself that you have a choice. If nothing else, you have a choice. You get to decide how you react to something. And it isn't just roll of the dice. It's not just what happened. You have control and you get to choose with what happens next. And that's the whole thing around mindfulness. So I would love to hear from you. If you want to send me an email at paula at paulajenkins.com, I would love to hear from you. And next week on the show, I'm going to be airing the interview with Jen Oglesby. And of course, our conversations were the thing that brought about this whole idea of finding your way home. And I can't wait to share that episode with you. So thank you so much. I hope you'll come back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.